Welcome to Redemption Unveiled. Do you find yourself frustrated with the same people and the same things over and over? Do you ask yourself, why can't I get past this? If that sounds like you, Redemption Unveiled podcast is here to help you get unstuck. We can help you use the choices you have to find the freedom that you crave so that you never have to feel stuck in your own life again. Hi, I'm Haley. I'm glad you're here. Let's get going. Hey, Ivy. So today I want to talk about friendship. I want to talk about finding freedom. I want to talk about maneuvering our problems in life and the places we're stuck in with one another and dealing with the discouragement and the difficulty and the frustration. (laughs) And uh, you are one of the people that get to hear my side of my journey with all things of my life. And so I thought it might be kind of fun to have you on today. Was it really your idea, Haley? Okay. I, so I was listening a couple weeks ago <laughs> to Haley's podcast in uh, experiencing frustration of my own whenever she was adamantly saying the following comment. We have got to quit being so surprised at how difficult the process is. And I feel like the next morning I called and I'm like, what? We are always talking about how surprised we are at how difficult the process is. <laughs> it's and so true. A couple of days later, I get an invite, and here I am. Yeah, so the story, the moral <laughs> of the story. <laughs> so, yeah, so Ivy says she's listening to the podcast. She's like, what do you mean we have to stop being surprised? She's like, you and I are always surprised by how hard things are. And I explained to her, I'm like, you got to realize, Ivy, a lot of this stuff, I am, I teach because it's what I'm living right now. It's yeah. what I am journeying. And I, not all the time, but a little chunk of the time, it's like I am telling myself, Haley, you've got to stop being surprised at how hard this is and fighting for our destiny and our promises and the journey of we have these struggles. And I don't know why we're like that, but like our brains think if we are experiencing difficulty, it means we're on the wrong path or we should look for an exit really quickly. And uh, you are, you know, one of the people that often get to hear my frustration. You know, every three days I'm in a really awesome place or I'm a really discouraged place. Yeah, yeah. and, And you're one of the people that get to hear every few days my venting or my celebrations and kind of the ups and downs of the journey. And I just wanted to have you on because... I think a lot of people don't have relationships where they can be really honest about the struggle, the struggle of marriages, parenting, careers, their their adventures, everything in life that really is very, very difficult. No, the thing that surprised me about walking this journey with God that I wasn't prepared for whenever I was younger was that like you mentioned all the time, was that it was going to be difficult and that I wasn't going to be able to resolve that difficulty on my own without other people and without my God. And I always, I have always set out to be a person of perfection. Walking through perfectionism has been my biggest, one of my biggest journeys in my life. And in order to overcome that part of who I am, had 
I just, I was constantly having to just face the fact that there is difficulty and you created a space for there to always be grace for that difficulty. And there wasn't an expectation for me to be perfect because that wasn't actually where I was headed. I was headed towards healing. And as long as you're engaging in healing, you're dealing with wounds, you're dealing with brokenness, you're dealing with things that are imperfect. And I was... I spent so many of so much of my younger years trying to look away from the imperfections right. and just hyper focusing on what I really was able to do well or right. be, you know, at least show others that I was being put together. Right. Why do you think it's so comforting to hide ourselves and to not talk to people about what we're really going through? Like when we are really struggling or we're really anxious or we're really and it's not that I don't know I feel like sometimes too it's not that people aren't willing to talk about it because but it comes out in a way that sometimes isn't helpful you know like we'll lash out or we'll strike up like an argument with someone or we'll go on a rant or we'll blame like our spouse or we'll go off on our kids and it's kind of this false counterfeit of venting when we're not, it, that isn't, it makes us feel better, but it's not a productive healing. Like, it doesn't get mm-hmm. us anywhere. It, in the moment, mm-hmm. makes us, it helps us feel better, and then we get ourselves together, and we move on. And I don't know, I really want to encourage people on this podcast to dive into that, the struggle and the, like for me. So when I am walking these things out that God asked me to do, it doesn't come without difficulty. Like really do struggle. And I think that's why you have an interesting perspective on me and this podcast because for you, you know how much this this stuff cost me. Like this is this stepping out into what God has for me is very challenging. Like mm-hmm. there's many days that I doubt myself or wonder why I give the time to certain things or if anybody's understanding my heart or my message, or if it's worth sharing. And, you know, those are the days that I have to talk to people about and say, I'm really struggling. Like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm on the right page, and I'm questioning myself, and I'm doubting myself. And I, I just so believe that we need people that believe in us when we are struggling. And mm-hmm. we need people that will, that will remember who we are when we don't remember who we are. And that's what I want each and every single pe- person that hears this to recognize, like friendship is church and friendship is relationship and it's community. And that's where we find our healing, whether that be friendship with our spouse or friendship with a friend or a parent or whatever that is, um, a small group, but friendship is church. And so I don't know, I just really want to encourage people to know, like when you step out, it is going to be hard and it's going to feel wrong. I would, I would, I would, I would venture to say that it's actually not comfortable for people to keep the things in the dark. However, risking the risks of vulnerability are great. So, and I feel like it's, it's probably super uncomfortable for everyone to keep their things in the dark. But the reason why it's hard to bring them into the light is because that's when we're like, if I actually show you who I actually am, and that's when we're facing things like rejection or, you know, like abandonment or our deepest fears, the question of, 
oh, you struggle with that? You are not good enough. Right. You're not good enough for this role, or you're not good enough to be my sister, or you're not good enough to be in this family, or have this job, or be a mom, or all these roles. We have all these goals that we want to have in life and we want to accomplish, and we have this underlying fear like, maybe we're not ready because we know I know I have darkness. I know I have brokenness. And honestly, I feel like one thing you said was we need the, we need people in our life who remind us who we are. And I do feel like that's something we were really blessed. Our family was really blessed to grow up in because we were constantly, especially like the way mom parented our mom, like she was constantly calling out brokenness that she saw within us through love and she would challenge like she would see our brokenness and she would be like I want to look at this right and honestly I think of like the times in life when mom challenged me to just walk through some of my brokenness those were the hardest times in our relationship as as an adolescent Mm because she would call something out in me that I was doing a very good job at hiding to the majority of the world right and I was keeping it in the dark. It wasn't comfortable, but she was the only person in my life that was like, hey, Ivy, what's this? And I'm like, "Uh, we're keeping that in the dark. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know what you're talking about, about but I'm not talking about that (laughs) because I haven't resolved that and it's not ready for the world. It's like, it's like a program I'm preparing. It's not ready to be launched yet. So let's not touch that. Right. But yeah. we were raised in a culture that was constantly wanting to heal our brokenness. Like, right. And mom was always and that like. Cr- created some conflict when you were not ready to do so. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, lo- I much prefer conflict <laughs> than vulnerability, for sure. Like, you give me a fight and I will fight till the death. <laughs> but a whole vulnerable little surrender? No, thank you. And that's one thing that's kind of stood out to me is like, one thing that. Y- our relationship has helped me realize is that Ivy it's so beautiful that you that you are a fighter but you also need surrender surrender isn't weak and surrender so often for me was getting to that place where I said I do need help or I need you to see this because I'm struggling with this area I'm struggling being a good wife I'm struggling not I'm struggling wanting to manipulate this person. I'm struggling, you right. know, wanting to like the yell at my kids. Right. And I need you to see that this is actually who I am. Right. And then you say, it's okay, because I know who you are. This is who you are. It's okay right. that you're not perfect. Right. Yeah, and I wonder, what are your thoughts on, to me, from what I've recognized in my own life, is an inability to appropriately process disappointment. A lot of these things are triggered by I had an expectation that something was going to go a certain way and it doesn't go a certain way. And I genuinely (laughs) spiraling out of control. (laughs) Like, and I mean, this has been 
my whole life as far as I used to fight it and have a lot more energy to try to control all the pieces. And I wouldn't, wasn't honest that I was feeling disappointed. I would just work harder and push through or maybe get mad at someone if it wasn't working out. And now I don't do that. Now I'm very quickly recognizing I feel disappointed right now. And because I'm disappointing, I'm wanting to lash out in a written in anger with a circumstance or a thought or, you know, whatever, my husband or whatever it be. But I wonder, why can't we simply say, hey, babe, like if I'm talking to Carter, like, hey, babe, I feel disappointed in how our marriage is going right now. I don't feel supported, supported, understood. understood. It's making me feel like I'm not enough. I'm not saying that you are doing that, but that's how I feel can I talk to you about this? You know, like, why is that conversation so hard? But we can easily say, like, you never help me around here. You, you know, you, yeah, exactly. You, I mean, you know, like, right like, there, that's it. It's because that conversation is so hidden within things like our anger and our anxiety or our, first of all, having that conversation with Carter, you're risking a response there. You're right. risking him saying so, right? I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> like I don't, you know, like your like, feelings don't matter to me. No, but and the other thing that is, was stupid. Right. That's stupid. And but yet you have this anger also as an option to right. rage out, which I um, could definitely gravitate towards being a rageaholic, right? Slash nervous wreck. but I feel like it it truly has taken me years to identify that a lot of my rage was disappointment it was a surprise to me I would react in anger right for a long I reacted in anger and honestly convinced myself it was justified for a long time until I was one day sitting at my kitchen I was not sitting at my kitchen I was standing at my kitchen (laughs) sink and I was washing dishes. Me and Lucas were fighting about something. In our early years, we gravitated towards escalation (laughs) more than (laughs) de-escalation. And it was hard because I, so when I was at the kitchen sink, I felt like God was like, Ivy, you need to know that you could manipulate your husband for the rest of your life if you're not careful. If you continue to value your anger more than you value your husband. Or value being right. Really, that's where my anger was just like, hey, you made me feel misunderstood. Now I'm going to spend the next 15 minutes telling you what you did to make me feel that way. And how you were wrong. And I was a better, I was better at probably talking in my anger and convincing, making the case that he was the problem. Right. That, I mean, honestly, I feel like that's, it was once again an opportunity for me to avoid accepting that I was imperfect. Mm-hmm. And that you were disappointed. And that I was disappointed. Because if I was, dis- if I was a person that was disappointed because my husband made me feel understood. Misunderstood. Yeah, misunderstood. Uh, that sounds like miserable and weak. Right. To me, like that is not the person I wanted to be. Right. And I got, God's the one that had to sh- that showed me that I was going to have to be willing to be weak and vulnerable if I also wanted a healthy marriage 
or healthy relationships or a health, you know, a healthy relationship even with my God. If I could teach one thing to people, I wish I could teach them how amazing it could feel in their relationships to feel fully seen and fully known and fully understood. And part of that is learning that blaming people for how you feel is so not productive. It's so, it is so fun, but it is so not productive. (laughs) And I, that is something that I have tried to do deeply and something that, uh, I don't know if I always communicate it or not very well, but I fully, when I feel disappointed, sad, broken, angry, I 100% recognize it is because something is broken inside of me. It's not because, oh, that thing didn't happen that I thought was going to happen or I expected it to go this way or Carter didn't help with something or the kids were running late and being wild. Like it's, it's always me. It's always me and an expectation that I had. And I expected things to go different. And when things didn't turn out how I expected, even if it's a big thing like my marriage, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. having children. I mean, how many, how many women are sitting in their home right now so utterly disappointed with motherhood, but cannot say that because it's wrong to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, like, I feel, and of course there's that 50-50, 50% of you can't believe that it's as good as it is because it's amazing. And then mm-hmm. the other half of you is like, whoa, this is really hard and kind of unfulfilling because, you know, nobody really appreciates anything I do around here. You know, half the time, even my husband doesn't appreciate it. You know, I mean, it's just so much disappointment. And it's so easy to then begin this feeling and this narrative that we aren't supported, we're not valued, we're not understood, we're not, we, and then it makes us feel like we're not enough if we allow ourselves to have that thought. And I just wish that, people would understand the power of friendship or, you know, might be friendship. Like I said, it might be your spouse, might be a parent, but the power of connection and saying, saying, I feel this way. And I'm not saying it's because of the situation, but I am saying I have issues. And that's like what, you know, when, when I do call you or I talk, talk to Carter or whatever, like, and I'm disappointed, I'm frustrated, I just am spiraling out of control. I say, this is me. This is Haley broken. And Haley is whole and healed and on a journey. Like, I have healed so much of me, but Mm -hmm. I'm still on a journey of finding wholeness. And every time I feel anger, jealousy, comparison, frustration, shame, fear, it's a trigger point for me to say, hey, I am finding brokenness right now. Every time I have that desire to control something outside of me, you know, like I need to control this so much, you know, it's like, it's this signal for brokenness within me. And the only way that I've found to heal that brokenness is to understand what God has said about me and go show someone and tell them what God says about me is not my what I'm living and not my reality. And I want you to know it so that I can find healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, honestly, like, <clears throat> yeah, I completely agree. However, I, it took me so many years. And mom tried to have those kinds of conversations with me when I was young. 
like like I said, like where she would call out like, hey, this looks like it might need some attention and this might this looks like it might need to be looked at and I would adamantly avoid and press on. And I I spent a lot of my life I spent a lot of my adolescence thinking mom did misunderstand me. Now looking back, I realize she knew me better than anyone else. I mean, like she was willing to love me in those things that she was trying to help me walk through. And now I'm to the point where I'm open and vulnerable to the idea of letting other people walk through that with me. My relationship with you taught me that so well because of those fights, those early fights in our marriage, in Lucas and I's marriage, when I would experience probably inappropriate levels of anger and I knew that I was a really good person. So if I was experiencing such a bad emotion, that I, I label this bad, like that is such a bad, nasty thing, then it must not be me because I know I'm a good person. And so I was constantly trying to find evidence that it was my husband and that I was the best thing in our marriage, you know? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, like, I, obviously, I dealt with a lot of pride issues there, too. <laughs> but a little dab of pride. I feel like those early conversations with you when I would be fighting with Lucas, and your response was, Ivy, what if it's not his fault, and what if it's not your fault, but what if both of you still have things to heal? Or, like, you would give him grace. Like, you would be like, yeah, you would offer him grace, and it would just tick me off. Like, okay... Let me tell you again what happened so you can better understand <laughs> that I'm the time. winner here. I do feel like that can be frustrating for my friends that call me with marriage issues because I talk to a lot of people about marriage issues and I feel as if that can be very frustrating for people because I have the ability to hear really negative things about husbands. Like I've heard it all and you're like, okay, well, let's think about what we can do to heal us. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you hear what they are doing? I get it. But we can't control them, but we can heal. I can help you heal you. Like, let's do it, you know? And by the time, by, it was a little different too with our relationship because at that point I was talking about your brother. Because our family is so close like that. Like our brother-in-laws are our brothers. Our sister-in-laws are our sisters. And so for you, there was a little bit of like, I, I just remember several times where you would stand up for Lucas and say, I mean, honestly, I don't really feel like that's something he struggles with. Or this doesn't really seem like this is his problem. And I would be appalled. <laughs> but I also trusted the fact that you did know me and you also knew my husband and that you had both of our best interests in mind. And it, it honestly became something that once you started saying, Ivy, what can you do about this situation? What can you do instead of what can you figure out how to teach Lucas to do? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> if we could have that, like a marriage lesson, yes. just to stop yes. having the goal to teach our spouse who to be yeah, or how to be and learn how to just Focus find on your healing craft. for ourselves. But so many of us won't do that because we're too disappointed with them not helping with the dishes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was too, I was too busy keeping so many parts. That was going to require me taking some of my own issues out of the dark that I had honestly, I mean, like people would not, I had put a good paint coat on that door and shut it tight. You know, like people would walk by that door and not think that that there were issues inside. Right. And so I felt like 
it that was hard for me because that was whenever I realized like okay Ivy you need to my conversations with you in those early years did start pointing me towards Ivy you got to open this door you got to open this door of dark stuff and let it out you need to let your husband see it you need to let your family see it and it I mean it took me I kept probably I kept fighting for a little bit just to see if Lucas was the problem but you kept calling me but I kept calling (laughs) because I truly did I truly did want I I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that Lucas was the person I was supposed to be with in my life and that's what I always ask people like do you want to be married to this person or not because if you want a divorce like that's not my problem I can I'll I'm still here for you I'm your you know yeah. I'm here for you but if you don't want a divorce let's talk about healing and accepting and finding happiness with what we have you know what I mean yeah. like that's my I'm really I feel black and white or something with yeah. that it's like okay do we want a divorce or not because if you're saying no then let's look at like do we need counseling do we need to do uh, do we need to talk about, you know, the the routines? Do we need to talk about expectations? Do we need to, you know, like, let's yeah. get, like, specific. Of course, I understand that issues come up that are hurtful, and you got to talk through those. But I don't know. I'm always, like, if you want to stay married, let's find a way to make each other happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, I mean, like, uh, the thing with Lucas and I, too, is that our, their, our entire marriage has been happy. You yeah, know? that's, like, we yeah, were absolutely. so we were blessed because there hasn't, we haven't had a bad year of marriage. So when we would have these fights, they would be probably too intense, probably because Ivy's emotions escalated them. (laughs) And then I would get to the point where I just crossed a line with my husband. And then, I mean, so much of it was just, I I was so young, but I knew my marriage was where I needed to be, who I needed to be with. That was me too. I always felt confident you were with the person you needed to be. So I'm like, okay, if... If that's not on the table, then let's just keep talking about practical tips for healing. Yeah, and let's keep calling out the good in him. Yeah. Period. Like, and you, I feel like that was one thing that you continued to do is call out the good in me and call out the good in him, but then also say like, hey, maybe it's neither one of you are the problem. You both are just broken. Yeah, and I think I get that from mom because I... Uh, like, not in your guys' situation, but I have the ability to see really negative things in people, but still hold their value. So, like, I've had multiple situations of, you know, spouses that haven't been faithful or, you know, different things that I, and for several cases, they wanted to stay with their spouse. And I'm like, okay, like, that, we can do this. Like, they're still a great person. They've, they are broken and they need to maneuver that. But, I don't know. I think that that is something I wish more people could do. And the way I look at it is we're all broken. Like brokenness is broken and it causes pain and hurt and we're all selfish and we're all looking for an escape from our problems and we all do it in the right way and the wrong way. And so I have a lot of grace for people in those scenarios. But so as we wrap up, I just want to say like I want each and every single person listening to this to think about the person in their life that they can say, I'm going to start showing who I am to these people. And maybe it's your spouse or a friend or a parent or an aunt or a small group person or whatever. But but look at areas that you feel angry or you feel really hurt. Really hurt and really angry, I feel, are some of the two most common things that pop up look past the hurt. Like if you aren't allowed to blame anyone 
and you're allowed to only say, how do I feel right now and why do I feel this? It almost always comes back to this fear of, I'm not enough. Like, I, if, if they loved me more, they wouldn't make me feel this way. They would have acted different. They wouldn't have said that. They wouldn't have done that. They would have been more. And they wouldn't have made me feel like this. They would make me feel more supported. They would make me feel safe. And the truth is that I want each and every single person to understand is you finding healing will cost you. It will be harder than you think. Stepping out into what God wants for you will be harder than you think it will be. Finding that marriage that you are called to have will be harder than you think it will be. Becoming the mom you're called to be. Finding God's purpose for your life will be harder than you think it's going to be. And it's worth it. And it's going to it's gonna require disappointment, which will make you feel anger or make you feel weak or broken or betrayed or not supported. And we have to find a way besides shutting down or lashing out to handle that disappointment. Yeah, and you're so right because the reality is is we truly do have to quit being surprised that it is so difficult. And we will continue to experience difficulty. And because we can definitely ensure that, then you have to be able to have the relationships in your life that can feed you the grace, the understanding, call out the good in you, but then also just say, I'm so sorry that it's disappointing right Right. now because I, and I hate the fact that it keeps being disappointing, but you're doing a great job. Right. Or you could be like Ivy and I, where we're constantly, (laughs) constantly surprised. Yes. That is so hard. And I think, and (laughs) it's so true, but you know, I didn't see it coming again today. It's so hard. And it does. And it does feel so surprising but the healing process is worth it you just gotta keep going and you have to keep going and you have to have the people in your life that are there to motivate you to keep going yeah i completely agree i think that's a great way to end thank you so much ivy i'm very thankful for you everyone have a good day bye Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, would you mind sharing it with a friend or putting it on your social? If you want to follow me on my social media, it's Redemption Unveiled on Instagram and Facebook or Haley Marie Carter on my personal Instagram. I truly believe you do not have to live stuck in your own life. So use the choices you have to find that freedom you crave. I'll see you next time. Bye.